Welcome on this session on data and insured tech, separating reality from hype. Not an easy thing to do in Washington, DC, I'll tell you that. I'd like to welcome Amy Zupan today, the CEO of Vertifor. We thank her and Vertifor for being a platinum sponsor of the Elevate Conference. Amy has an incredible resume and experience. She's been a veteran software and data solutions executive with two decades in senior leadership roles in the B2B software industry. She's been a CTO, a COO, and of course, a CEO. Extensive technology experience that she's bringing to the independent agency system and the insurance industry. And it's an incredible amount of information and experience she brings. The most interesting thing about Amy is that she has a BA in mathematics from Northwestern University, which means she's a lot smarter than me and everybody else viewing today from around the country. But the most interesting thing is that she is a Pittsburgh Steelers and Penguins fan. And all I have to say, Amy, is go Caps. Thanks for having me today. First of all, it's terrific to be here. I think this is a great conference. I think what you guys do at the Big Eye Trusted Choice Agency Nation is just super important work. And I'm very happy to have the opportunity to be here. And uh, those of you who don't know me, I am originally from Pittsburgh. I bleed black and gold. So go Pens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one Stanley Cup. So anyway, Amy, you've got a, all the experience I just talked about. And it's interesting because in the independent agency system, there is confusion when it comes to technology. These are business owners that have fire hose to their mouth every day, running businesses, selling insurance, servicing their clients, dealing with carriers, and all the rest that goes with running a business. So what in the world does reality versus hype mean to you? It's a great question. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch all of the investment in InsureTech these last five years, right? It continues to be super impressive. And anybody who works in insurance should be encouraged and excited about the opportunity that it brings. But as I like to say to my team all the time, not all InsureTech is good InsureTech, especially as you think about it from the perspective of the independent agent and offering, you know, often deciphering what's really valuable to my business versus what's just a shiny new object. It can be hard. You just said it, Bob, right? You know, I think all InsureTech geared at independent agents is aiming to deliver value and solve a problem. There's no question about that. But sometimes they can be so focused on solving a point problem that they might miss the real value to the independent agent. You know, a really important piece of the puzzle that I like to anchor on is that as an independent agent, you're constantly looking to streamline your work. So you're looking to make things easier for your teammates so that they can better service your customer. The last thing you need is another bespoke piece of technology, no matter how cool it is, that doesn't connect to everything else that you use. So oftentimes, time to solve a point problem with cool technology actually creates more work for your teams. And this is why, you know, I believe in it. I think our industry believes in it. And I think we're, we're spending a ton of time focused on how we empower and support an ecosystem for the independent agent that works well together, that solves more of an end-to-end -end problem than just a, a series of point solutions. Let's uh, dive down on that a little bit more for the agents and brokers watching today. What specific technologies can bring them efficiency and effectiveness in their agencies and which ones are hype? And you can name names if you want to. I'll do my best to, to be general. But what I will tell you is, you know, right now for me, I like everything 
that's focused on one of two things, either improving the uninsured experience or automating work for the independent agent and broker that would otherwise be done manually. And so when I think about those two subject areas, right, I like everything around communicating and connecting with your end customer. So things like chatbots, things like automated communications and marketing and document sending, automating payments, automating applications, not just making a form be online, right? But really eliminating the need to collect information that you already have access to, right? In a renewal, let's not start from scratch, right? Let's start from what we already have. In a renewal, let's not collect data that is actually available to you publicly. Let's just use that data. So I think everything in and around that super interesting and drives a ton of value. I also love everything that is about streamlining the agency and carrier connection right now. I'm consistently bewildered at how many times in our space, the same piece of data information gets entered into different systems. One system, two system, three, four, five, six websites. And there is such an opportunity to make this better and give our agencies time back in their day And it's not just about like a connection with a carrier or a connection with a wholesaler. It's really about the entire workflow and how you get that data from your management system out to the carrier and how that data comes back in. So companies like Vertifor that are working on automating commercial submissions, big, big, exciting thing. Things like automating large group quoting. So I think a couple of companies out there, Perfect Quote is one of them doing some really interesting things for benefits around automating large group quoting. And then the other thing that I think is super interesting is automating the download and the usage of data. As an example, benefit summary files. So much of that information is available to an agent, but if they can't get it into a system in a structured way, they can't use that information to actually help them service their customers and grow their customers. So companies that are doing things in around those areas and helping make that data clean, I think is a really, really interesting space right now. Are you hearing from Vertifor users, your user groups and your staff, that Vertifor users are underutilizing your platform and your agency management system? I keep hearing that I need to do X, Y, and Z. And Ron Berg and others on my staff will say, you know that your platform can do that. Is that what you hear a lot of times from your staff? 100%. I often hear requests, Amy, can we add XYZ to the system? And it'll be from a customer, be from someone who leverages our system. And I'll be like, oh, big win. Yes, let's put that in. If it's going to drive that much value, let's do this. I'll go back to my team and my team will say, well, we do that already, Amy, and here's how they do it. And so what I've discovered is that, yes, the systems that people have today are very much so underutilized. And, you know, if we could help people leverage the systems they have today better, you know, it doesn't cost them another dollar to leverage the systems they have today better across the board. And so we could talk more about that, but there's a lot of initiatives in my world to try to help our brokers and agents actually use the systems they have more effectively. So you're an independent agent and you hear about new technologies every day, artificial intelligence, blockchain, et cetera. What do these new technologies mean to independent insurance agents? Can they be leveraged in an independent agency today or in the future? So I would say 100% yes. I think when you think about things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, we are honestly scratching the surface on what these technologies can really do 
to benefit the independent agent in the long run. And they are buzzwords and you have to be careful because you hear them and everyone uses them here and there and they're definite buzzwords, but they are really, really valuable technologies for our sector. I am particularly excited about AI and ML. You know, what we've been able to do thus far with churn prediction in our risk manage or risk map solution. So if you think about trying to use your data and use your information to anticipate customers that might be at risk. So predict who's at risk and where you can spend your time. It's fantastic use of that technology. But again, I think we're scratching the surface. The challenge for us will be to use these technologies themselves, to use solutions that leverage these technologies. It requires good data out of the gate. And, you know, I would say that as a whole, we do not have the highest quality of data as independent agency owners. And I think if I were an agency owner today, one of my top priorities to make sure that I could advance in the future would be around making sure I've got good data in my systems, because that's when I'm really going to be able to leverage some of these more advanced technologies. Make sure you keep up with artificial intelligence. We don't want the Chinese coming in with agency management systems. So, Amen. (laughs) (laughs) What's the biggest challenge facing your customers? I might reframe the question a bit and talk more around the greatest opportunity. I think one of the interesting conversations I have with folks on a regular basis is the independent agent offers such a unique value proposition, right? That said, they still spend so much time processing transactions. And today, the opportunity is really about almost reinventing the value proposition to be a true trusted risk advisor. And for many agencies, to do that really effectively, they need more time. And so when I think about what we're doing, it's all about how do we actually automate as much as we possibly can so that we can give people time, give them time back so that they can go from just being a transaction processor to that true risk advisor that I think we're, many of us are striving to be. So what's the biggest hype? What's the biggest exaggeration in sure tech? What's the biggest falsehood? What's the biggest misleading sales in sure tech thing out there today? It's interesting. I think, you know, from my perspective, like I said, everybody's trying to really solve problems, specific problems. And I think the hype is we can get distracted by a shiny object that's very interesting and it solves a point problem over here. And that looks super exciting. But if it doesn't actually connect to your core business and how you're running your business, I watch those systems um, and I watch my customers try to adopt those systems and then have, they struggle with it and they end up not having good usage and they end up not adopting it fully. And then they question why they're using those systems. And so to me, the hype is to get excited about that point problem, when in reality, what you're trying to solve is how you run your business, not necessarily just this point problem on the left, if you will. So what are you most excited about for the future of InsureTech as it relates to the independent agency system? For me, it's about forward momentum. It's about opportunity. You know, I think you know, the amount of premium going through the independent agency channel today is only increasing the percentage. And we can absolutely use technology and technology advancement to help each and every one of our agents capture their share of that opportunity. So things I'm super excited about in the future, we automated personal lines quoting years and years ago, right? The ability for us to automate commercial line submissions at this moment in time 
it's very real. And even I, I've been in the business now for five years. And when I got here five years ago, I said, oh, we're going to solve that problem immediately. What I learned is our ecosystem is complicated. There's a lot of players to actually work to solve that problem. What I hear and feel and see is a real appetite to drive value in the distribution channel by automating commercial submissions. And so to me, that's not five years away. That's here. That's right now. That's happening. I think that's super exciting. As you know, insurance is all about data, understanding information, leveraging information. And whether it was handwritten notes in the 1800s or using super analytical data skills today, it's the same thing. Information is information. It's just we have a lot more of it today than we had in the past. So how can technology help independent agencies specifically better leverage data to drive value for their businesses? I have, this is one of my soapboxes. I'm a huge believer in the value of data. And I think we in this industry are filled with data. And we still, to this day, do not leverage the data that we have access to nearly to benefit our business and our customers as well as we could. But it all starts with good data, right? You have to actually have good data before you can actually start to use it. And I think that's a struggle for many. And I think from a technology perspective, and you think about companies like us, what we can do, the more we can help automate the movement of data and eliminate the manual entry or limit the manual entry, I think the more technology companies like ourselves can actually help agencies and brokers have cleaner data. And so we start with this whole conversation around how can we better leverage data with how can we help our customers get really good, clean data? Because then we can say, okay, what insights can we garner from the data? What's happened in the past? Then we can say, gosh, what are leading indicators that we should be assessing and learning from to actually drive some predictive insights? whether it be customers at risk because of price pressures, whether it be opportunities that I have to round out my accounts or cross-sell accounts. If I've got clean data, the systems can tell you that. But even more important than the insights you can do is we can actually help. If we have clean data, we can make processes faster, right? And so if the data is connected, think internet of things, think big data, right? All these other buzzwords that are out there. If the data is cleaner, we can actually connect it to many sources of data. We can eliminate processes for people. So I, we talk about this all the time in my own organization, right? Having clean data is so important. Clean data about our accounts, because when one of our customers calls our support team and gets a question about a billing issue, if they can see that in the system because it's clean data, they can answer that question like this. My customer gets a better experience. My team's job is easier to do, right? So they're happier people and we deliver better customer. It's about that same concept in an agency. How do we get you the cleanest data you can possibly have? And then we can do all these other great things. Well, I noticed you used the term clean data about 15 times. And that that's a relatively new terminology because 10 years ago, five years ago, it was just about aggregating data, whether it was clean or not. I'm old enough to remember learning computers and Fortran and all of that. It was always garbage in, garbage out. And now we've got to have 
Just having a lot of data doesn't mean anything unless it's clean data. A lot of agencies are learning that. Yeah, if you can't trust that data, then the aggregate response, you actually have a hard time trusting, right? And so you look at it and then you revert back and your teams revert back to, well, I know better than the system. So I'm going to use what I know and therefore you lose the value of actually trying to run some of those programs. So what technologies and data that exist today do you think most agencies are not taking advantage of? Well, so let's think about that. I think one of the easiest to take advantage of that's out there today is downloading data from carriers and getting that data loaded in the system. There's stuff out there today, and I often hear from some of my agents that they don't want to override their own data. And Therefore, they don't fully download the data. And I get that to an extent, but it can be a hindrance to actually being able to gain advantages of having good data, right? And so I think, you know, I would encourage people to really think through that problem statement around overriding their data and being able to download data so that they can actually get to a point where they have cleaner data. There's, um, there's solutions out there like risk match. Smart users can dig and drive so much value out of it. And there's other solutions that look like that as well. I would also tell you that there are solutions like what we have with risk match, where you can actually leverage the system to get a sense of how clean your data is, how good your data is. Because as soon as you run the system on it, It'll spit out reports and tell you you're missing this much of this type of policy information and these limits are all missing. And it, it'll give you insights into your system and how good your data is right now, which if you're sitting here listening, going, where do I start to know if I have good data or not? That would be a place I would start is just use a tool like that or one of the others that are out there to really assess how good's my data right now. And then where do I go from there? Do you see coming clashes over usage and ownership of data? And let's just take telematics as an example. You have automobile manufacturers, you have insurance companies, you have insurance agents, you have technology companies, all claiming they have a right to use all of that data. And the consumer's going, well, where do I fit in this? I own the car. I decide what agent I want. I decide what insurance company I want. I decide what technology I want my... How's that all going to be resolved in the future over usage of data and ownership of data? You know, it's a really interesting topic, Bob, and one that, you know, I'm not an attorney and I don't claim to be one. I don't play one on TV, right? I am um, not an attorney, but at the end of the day, like this is a topic, not just in our industry, it's across. But you slept in a Holiday Inn Express once, right? It's true. It is, it is an honest question. I don't know how this is exactly going to get resolved. But if you look at some of the other industries and you look at usage of data, it's an interesting topic for sure to think about as we go forward, Bob. Well, cybersecurity might be the number one issue in the insurance industry, if not the world economy in general. All of my international agents and brokers were part of the World Federation of Insurance Intermediaries. It's the number one issue is cybersecurity and therefore cyber liability in our industry. But sticking to cybersecurity for a second, what are your insights on this broadly? I mean, this is huge. CNA, sophisticated, large national insurance company, uh, you know, hit with ransomware. They paid $40 million. And this is an insurance company. I have agencies I'm hearing from every week that are being hacked. What are your thoughts on that? It is a serious problem, right? There is no question. And for years now, I think we have been seeing an increase in cyber incidents and cyber attacks across every industry, right? Not just insurance. 
And as you mentioned, ranging from huge multinational corporations to small businesses, to government agencies across the board. And I would say it feels, it seems like over the past year, these attacks have become even more persistent and even more sophisticated. You know, I think the truth is that bad actors, they probe for the easiest point of entry to gain access into an organization's digital system, right? And, you know, we read a lot about the sophisticated hacking tools and attacks. And while those are definitely a threat and those things continue to evolve, still to this day, the most common threat by far continues to be from social engineering attacks where employees are the biggest risks. So think tricks to get people to click on a bad link, phishing attacks that are coming in. So if we think about security in this way, again, broadly speaking, it really means we need to start thinking about every member of an organization, every user of a specific system or a program as an integral member, a very important part of the broader cybersecurity team, right? Training individuals on safety measures, raising awareness, to be constantly vigilant, to protect from attacks, to me, is something that as responsible leaders, we all need to be very much focused on across the board. So what's Vertifor doing in this area? What are you doing to enhance security with your platform? And what are you doing for agencies? What are you telling agencies to do in that area? You know, we take this incredibly seriously. We take it as seriously. Our ownership takes it seriously. Uh, we invest significantly in cybersecurity. So we've got a dedicated internal security and cyber team. So uh, this group, protection, risk management, issue prevention, it's their sole job. It's their only job. And they also partner with some third-party firms that help us as well. We conduct regular audits against our practices. So it's one thing to have good policy. It's another thing to actually audit and test your teams to see if you can uncover vulnerabilities. So we've got you know, phishing attacks that are phishing attempts that we, uh, we run tests in our own organization. We invest a ton in training and awareness, and there's a lot of available material. You don't have to recreate it, but there's a ton of available material that you can use and leverage to help drive employee training and awareness. And then I'd say the last kind of big component of our security program is we have an application security team, which is consistently monitoring and driving improvement through our applications that we service for others. So things like multi-factor authentication, Things like encryption of our data and where that data is stored. Those are just different examples of what that application security team works on. I think the challenge in the cyberspace is threats in the area continue to evolve. So this isn't a program or something that you do once and you're done. It's something that you need to continually invest in, continually monitor, continually tackle new threats. And it's imperative that you've got the resources and the knowledge inside of your organization to do that. Amy, can you give us any insight of over the next couple of years, what Vertifor might be unleashing, unveiling for independent agents, what you're working on now that might be available a couple of years from now, giving agents some insight into your thinking of what you're working on? You know, I, I would tell you that our focus at Vertifor is largely on two things right now. So delivering an improved end customer experience. So we launched InsureLink, which is an omni-channel experience for your end insured. Think a website, a mobile device for your customer to access policy documentations and ID cards. Think self-service for your 
your end insured. Big focus on anything and everything around that. I think the other thing that I would highlight is automating as much of the manual work as possible and, and maybe call out two things. I would tell you, we, we actually launched through a partnership earlier this year, new client communications capabilities. And it's all about improving an agency's ability to communicate with their customers effectively, as well as increase customer satisfaction. And we, we launched this for our 360 customers. It's been wildly successful. We could not be more pleased with the results and the adoptions that we're seeing there. And then the next thing that's, that's right in front of us is uh, automating the commercial submissions process. Uh, you've heard me talk about it a little bit, but we are delivering that solution and we're doing it with great partnership from our carrier partners. We're doing it with a lot of support from our early adopters in the agency space, and it is integrated with the management system. So we look to bring tremendous value in that space, Bob. That's super interesting. I know agents are always saying, what's the next thing around the corner? So. We're going to go to Sue Nestor in about a couple of minutes here. Um, We're going to take questions from the audience. Just one thing I wanted to know, what was it that drove you to join Vertifor? I mean, what attracted you to the company? I love that question. So I I came here about five years ago. Um, I came from a career in uh, technology, right? So uh, leading and building solutions. I had a startup background originally. I had gone on to lead bigger companies. And when I first got approached about joining Vertifor, I knew the owners at the time. And I said, oh, it's interesting, but I'm very happy where I am. I was very happy in the oil and gas vertical and focused. But at the end of the day, as I spoke to them, what I found was I found this really, really amazing company that has been around for 50 years, has been part of every innovation and every evolution that the independent agent has experienced in these last 50 years with an enviable list of customers, right? We have such a privilege to partner with such a tremendous group of folks in this industry. And at the same time, I found this industry that was really looking for technology advancement, really looking for technology to help drive their business and their value in the future. I'm a product person at heart. So at the end of the day, the opportunity to tackle some of those things was super, super interesting to me. And I felt like Vertifor was this great industry, this great place. People needed us to be better. And it was something that I believed I could really help drive value, both for the company and for our customers. So that's what brought me here. That's actually why I'm still excited to be here today. Okay, Sue Nestor has joined us. She's head of our communications for the Big Eye, and Sue is going to filter some questions to you. Awesome. Yes, I think you touched on this a little bit, but I think it, it bears repeating, especially since we you could broaden it out a little bit more, not just to talk about agency partnerships, but your strategy overall with cybersecurity being such a significant threat and bad actors hitting all stakeholders. Mm-hmm. How- has changed your cybersecurity strategy overall? We have a question on that. Yeah, so yeah, I kind of described what our cyber strategy is now. I think what you have seen in the last five years, if you were inside of our company, is you've seen a couple of things. You've seen increased investment in cyber, and not just for managing and monitoring, but for anticipating and for testing our organization. So a lot more emphasis in work in not just creating the policies and executing, but actually testing to make sure that we are being compliant and our employees are aware enough that they're not getting caught up in phishing attacks. And, you know, if something does happen, 
what's the backup? How does it work? What's the policy? What's the approach in and around all of that? So what you have seen from us is increased investment in and around all of those spaces. And I'll just to follow up on that, small business in general, not just independent agencies, small business in general are scared to death of being hacked and what it could do to their businesses. And they became, I think COVID really brought home to small business how important having that online presence to do business. Even if you're a brick and mortar business, you still have to have the online presence. And small business, some of them are finding out the hard way by being hacked. I had an agency owner tell me once when I very first started Vertifor five years ago that you know many agency owners think security is locking your door when you leave at night, right? And I think the last five years for this sector in particular, people have started to appreciate that's there's a ton that goes into truly protecting your business, protecting the data that you have access to, protecting your employees, et cetera. It's a, it's a complicated component. It is. Okay, we've got another uh, more specific question here from Ron. He says, beyond multi-factor authentication and encryption, yeah. is there anything Vertifor is doing that connects to your agency partners to proactively help them in their own cybersecurity strategy? So that's a good question. I, one of the things I will tell you is, and is that as part of our Orange Partner Program, so we have an Orange Partner Program that we engage other um, software vendors, technology providers, and we become partners in this program. And part of our assessment before someone becomes a partner is a security assessment. And so we are looking at some of these and saying, okay, how do they handle, how do they work through things? And the reason we do it Obviously, it's for our protection, but it's obviously something that you know we are also offering for our agency partners as well. We've had requests over time to make our training that we do for our employees available for some of the small businesses. Um, that's definitely something we can look into. We haven't done it to date, but we have had that request here and there. So it's something we can consider around for sure. Okay. We have a question from Anne-Marie. She says, we hear more and more conversations now talking about good data, speaking uh, quality or the veracity of the data. As with cybersecurity, there have to be huge challenges to for Vertifor to ensure that data quality. So, you know, I think one of the benefits of agency management systems is, is also one of the cons, which is they're very flexible. And, you know, the phrase, you know, if you've met one agency, you've met one agency is also a very common phrase in our industry. And that creates an environment where you can create less than perfect data. And so I think one of the things that we have to work through with folks when they're saying, okay, I want to clean up my data. How is my data? Right. There are system constraints that you can use. You can leverage in the systems to say, you know what, I want this field to only look like this. We've also done some work to say, you know what, this field is a free text field, has been free text for a really long time, probably shouldn't be, right? So we're going to need to convert. There's work that has been in our organization to help clean that data up. But then there's work for you to think about how do you actually want to leverage your system too? And can you lock down some of these, you know, things that have otherwise been flexible, which people have wanted, but ultimate flexibility can sometimes be the enemy of good data. It can. And, you know, you said that uh, agency management systems are flexible. Some are more flexible than others, as you know well. Mm -hmm. And agencies are always asking for more flexibility so they can plug and play things into their management system. But you're right. That in the I think 
up until all of these cyber attacks became almost a daily occurrence, it was all about flexibility. Now it's all about security. Yeah. Sue? Another comment question here from James. He says, cord forms need to be automated. What can you comment on that or talk about what you think see Wait, coming that pipe? For full disclosure, I am on the Accord board. So <laughs> go, go ahead, Amy. <laughs> Bill Peroni, if you're watching, maybe you want to answer that question. I think the way I would, the my tact on this would be anything that is overly manual in our industry has the opportunity to be more automated. And so the question is, what's the right way to do that? you know, TBD, more discussion, but the more that we can automate things like that, things like the commercial submissions, the more that we can actually deliver value to the, the agents. And I think it's upon us in this ecosystem to work together to actually do that. As Amy, you know well, Accord made some changes to the way they have dealt with the agency management systems vis-a-vis the Accord forms in the last couple of years, especially pricing. And um, the big I did a uh, deal with Accord where we uh, are paying for uh, 99% of our members. So it worked out great with Accord. Sue? Okay, we have another question here. I heard Vertifor was bought by Roper Technologies last year. What does that mean for independent agents is the question. Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, it was really exciting for us, actually. We were acquired by Roper Technologies last fall. And uh, that acquisition, it meant a lot, but it meant so much more than just like outside validation of our strategy and someone meaning to make an investment. It was actually the introduction of a long-term partner, a long-term home for Vertifor. So Roper is a publicly traded, diversified tech company that buys great businesses, invests in those businesses, but they do so for the long haul, right? And so the value of this long-term relationship to both Vertifor, my employees, and to our community and my customers, it shouldn't be overlooked. You know, it definitely means more investment in our products. It means more investment in our service model with very much an eye for the long haul. Okay. We are almost out of time here, but I think a good question to end on. We've got a huge audience watching today, learning everything about data and technology. If you could provide your one takeaway, we're asking our workshop participants later in the day to provide top takeaways. What would be your one takeaway for the average independent agent watching these sessions today? Uh, That's a great question, Sue. And um, there's so many opportunities, so it's hard to narrow it to one. I think what I might kind of leave everybody with is your systems that you use today can do a lot of things for you. And you should engage with companies like me or others to help you get the most out of the systems that you already have, because you can do that without a single added dollar. And there's a lot of capability available to you. I think the second thing, I know I said one, but I'm going to say two, is focus on finding a way to get good, clean data, participate in conversations, use the resources available to you, whether it be the big eye, whether it be technology partners like us to help you think through how to go about that. But I think as you think about empowering your teams and your business for the future, you're going to want to find your way to good, clean data. I think we have a couple of minutes left, Sue, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to ask a couple of additional questions. Amy, what's your favorite insure tech company? Bob, it's Vertifor. <laughs> now, I don't consider, you know, everybody, insure tech means different things to different people, right? Yeah. I mean, 
when I think InsureTech, I almost sort of think of startups in the last few years. You've been around for 50 years. Yeah. But, you know, I like to say that we were the original InsureTech, you know. Honestly, well, actually, right? you were. Yeah. Right. We were the original. And the image that people have of Vertifor being kind of an, an older company that's slower moving and it's not the image we want. It's not the investments we're making. We are looking to invest in not just being an acquisitive company, but being a building company as well. And so I answer that way for that reason. But I think there's a lot of great companies doing interesting things out there. I think Broker Buddha is super interesting. I think what Rocket Referrals is doing is great. I love what Perfect Quote is doing in the benefits space. And there's others in and around there. But those are some of some of the ones that I, I like to partner with at the moment. Here's one of my favorites. Trusted, oops, wrong side. Trustedchoice.com. There you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, your board wants you to say that. My board wants me to say that too. So, well, I will close with this. First of all, Amy, I want to thank you for being a platinum sponsor of Elevate. We could not do this without your support. But I also want to thank you for all your support of the big eye. Your, this is our 125th anniversary. We were formed in 1896. We've had state associations and local boards that have been around since the 1830s. So we're celebrating 125 years. You're a sponsor of that in Kansas City. We're going to have a big show out there. And we thank you for that support. But we thank you for your partnership. And um, you've always been there for the independent agency system and for the big eye. And uh, you are a true partner in every sense of the word. I know it's an overused term, but it is not in the case of Vertifor vis-a-vis the big eye. So we thank you for that. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. We uh, we share common purpose at the end of the day, right? Focused on the independent agent. And so we really appreciate what you guys do in the industry and your support of us. So thank you for that. No, thank you. And to all the viewers, thank you. Uh, thank you for your questions. Thank you for your support. And I'm going to talk to my staff why I'm not hosting the happy hour at the end of this today. So <laughs> maybe next year. Thank you, Amy. All Bye-bye. right. I'll see you there. Bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye-bye.